Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. On the Australian Government website, they explore what makes a good teacher. And one aspect is how a good teacher needs to be one of good character. So does someone who calls himself the Messiah have good character? Dr John Newton is the Dean of Postgrad Studies at Harvest Christian College, Melbourne, and he shares his thoughts on the claims that Jesus made about himself, like how the ancient scrolls record how Jesus was talking to a Samaritan woman at a well, and she said to him how they're expecting the Messiah to be coming, if not in her life, then in the future. And Jesus' response was, he was that Messiah. That's right. Jesus uh, kept saying things that, uh, unless he really was the Son of God, he had no right to say. So um, in Matthew, for example, uh, in that famous Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus keeps saying things like, it was said to you of old, but I say this. So in Matthew 5.21, he says, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder. Whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, if you're angry with a brother or sister, you'll be liable to judgment, etc., so it's like Jesus says, well, I have the right to change the rules. I have the right to interpret God's law. And either that's terrible arrogance, or as you're suggesting, he was delusional, um, or he really did have that right. And if he really had the right to give the final pronouncement on what God believed and said in the Old Testament, then that makes him a very, very special person, if not God um, himself. And, and some of the things that he said were quite unique. Um, I'm looking at Mark 10, verse 45, a very famous verse. It says, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. So Jesus here uh, appears to be saying that he's going to die to save the world. Now, I don't know of any other significant religious leader who ever made a claim like that. But Jesus makes this amazing claim that his life and his death was going to be that significant that the world could be saved and set free, ransomed uh, through it. So again, that's either a terrible delusion or incredibly arrogant, or he really did have that power. He really was that special. He was not just a good teacher, but the actual literal saviour of the world. If someone was to live a life the way he lived and to say things like that, I can imagine that uh, providing, of course, they weren't God, that uh, they'd probably be in an institute. You know what I'm saying? Well, exactly. If you or I walked down down the street and said, well, I'm going to give my life as a ransom for the world, people would you know, have reason to doubt your sanity, wouldn't they? You know, they, they might say, oh, you're some kind of fundamentalist fanatic or something. Yep. But the thing is, Jesus' life and his miracles really rule those other possibilities out. You know, Jesus lives a life and, and teaches things that have never been taught before, that are amazing to people even today. Uh, and yet, he also says these things that nobody else could say and, and get away with. Um, and of course, people of Jesus' day also realized the input uh, or the implications of some of this stuff. Um, I'm also reading uh, Luke 5, when uh, Jesus has a very famous story where uh, four guys came to Jesus with their friend uh, lying on a bed, and they let him down through the roof because they couldn't get him any other way. And the interesting thing that uh, Jesus looks at these guys, 
They've gone to all that trouble. They really care for their friend. And they've got that much faith. They really believe that Jesus is going to heal their friend that has been paralyzed for years. And they weren't going to be put off. They were, they'll go through the roof if they have to to get the guy to Jesus. And you'd think he would just put his hand on him and say, you know, be healed. But what Jesus says is really, really weird. He says, your sins are forgiven. Wow. So uh, um, the people there, they, they understand what that means. They say, who is this who is speaking blasphemies? Who forgives sins but God alone? So they realize that, you know, this is not as if the guy had personally offended Jesus and Jesus was forgiving them for that. He was claiming to have the power and the authority to do the forgiveness that only God can do. And they were, the people around were quite understandably threatened by that and offended uh, by that. And then Jesus says, so which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, stand up and take up your bed and go to your home. Immediately he stood up before them, took what he'd been lying on and went to his home glorifying God. So, you know, Jesus didn't just say these things as if he was making some kind of amber claim. He actually showed that he had this authority and people around him couldn't contest it. They couldn't negate it. But it was very clearly offensive to many people that Jesus would say these things. It just cut across everybody's ideas of what a human being can do. And this is one of the amazing things about the New Testament you know, Jesus is a very human being. He walks, he talks, he speaks, he eats, he gets tired, he goes to sleep, etc., etc. He does all those normal human stuff, and yet he makes these astonishing claims about his power and authority and backs them up with incredible miracles. It's one of those things that makes me realize you just cannot take Jesus as just a good religious teacher. Yeah. You can't do it. Either Jesus is a liar, he's a false prophet, as some Jews have believed, um, or he's delusional, he should be in an insane asylum, or something like that, or he really is God. He really is the Son of God. Yeah. And that's the only conclusion that really you can come to in the light of who Jesus is. Well, there's another one. Of course, John's Gospel is full of um, outlandish claims uh, from Jesus, that is outlandish if anybody else said them. Uh, one of the ones that I'm looking at is the discussion going on between Jesus and some Jewish leaders um, when they said, you have a demon. That was their explanation. You know, you're saying all these crazy things, Jesus. It must be, you must have an evil spirit in you. You must be from the devil in some way. Again, not a popular alternative for people to come to today because Jesus' words and Jesus' actions and Jesus' whole life of self-giving um, contradicts any such idea. But, you know, they said, Jim, you've got a demon because of the things you say. And uh, they said, are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets also died. Who do you claim to be? Well, skipping over a little bit of the detail here, Jesus says, your ancestor Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old and you've seen Abraham, which, as you know, is a couple of thousand years earlier in history. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, 
before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So these people, when Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am, they realized he wasn't just claiming that he had been around when Abraham was around, and maybe you could read into that some kind of reincarnation or some other kind of weird interpretation. But Jesus uses these words, I am. And that's the way that God revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush when uh, when Moses said, who, who are you? What's your name? God said, I am who I am. Tell them, I am has sent you. And so Jesus is not just claiming that he's kind of eternal. He was around when Abraham was around. And he's still around today. That's that's amazing enough. But he's actually claiming to be God, yeah. the Son of God, the actual God, the same God who spoke to Moses in the burning bush. And it's no wonder, therefore, they picked up stones to throw at him because if if he's not God, then that's the most unimaginable blasphemy uh. to make a claim like that. Yeah, that's right. And I think about who in history, when they were born, has made such an impact and such caused such stir and such fear that a king of the country where he was born sent out an edict to kill all of the children two years and under to, in the hope of killing him. That's right. And yet he'd just been born. Jesus was incredibly threatening to lots of people in his day. Uh, Herod, the king that you're referring to, um, the Sadducees and Pharisees, the Jewish leaders um, of his day, were terribly threatened by Jesus because they couldn't beat him in an argument and they couldn't contradict the fact that he was doing these amazing miracles. And yet he was saying stuff that they just couldn't put up with. And that's why eventually they schemed to have him done away with. Yeah. And of course, the wonderful thing about that is, you know, Jesus could have, therefore, you would think, uh, with all that power, he could have just, you know, zapped them and stopped them from arresting him. Yeah. But, you know, we read in Mark 10 that he, he's going to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus willingly went along with them and was willingly crucified. And then, of course, as we know, raised again on the third day. So it's like Jesus' life doesn't make any sense at all unless he is who he says he is. It's a complete bundle of contradictions unless Jesus really is the Son of God and the Saviour in whom we ought to believe. Yeah. And, you know, one of my most favourite things to read is when he was on the cross and one of the criminals recognized who he was and said to him, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm. And and he was saved on that day. And Jesus said to him, He said, today you will be with me in paradise. So once again, Jesus is making an incredible claim. Yeah, when he's dying, he's still saying it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's so good. You know, he'd be catching his breath and, and uh, and, you know, not not even able to speak properly, probably, when he was saying that, and yet still making these amazing promises and affirmations. You know, and the thing is, Jesus' voice still echoes through the centuries today. No one's ever been able to silence him. That's right. No one's ever been able to withstand the incredible claims that he made and the incredible truth that Jesus lived out and continues to display um, in the world to this very day. Uh, people are obsessed with Jesus. 
Yeah. Uh, and they have to try and explain him away, but you really can't do it. And what I love is seeing the reality of Jesus in people's lives who are addicted, who have mm. completely spiraled downwards, and then they've been set free completely through Jesus, through faith in him. That's right. Absolutely. And that's just a, that's just a, a testimony today of the reality and the truth. Jesus is still alive today, still changing lives today. Absolutely. That's Dr. John Newton, the Dean of Postgrad Studies at Harvest Christian College, Melbourne. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.